Oh, here we go. I must say I have never been more nervous to do a podcast or to voice an opinion as I have right now. But please know that what I'm about to say is with the best intentions, as with love in my heart and, and with a desire to see this world become united. I know it's a long shot, but we must start somewhere. Now I speak from the acceptance of being a white privileged male to show you solidarity, to show solidarity for all the black and people of color. So here goes. The unapologetic truth is that racism has been accepted and tolerated within even the least racist amongst us, European white humans for generations and generations. Now we have taken the God-given right to having a voice that can be heard, an opinion that can be expressed and listened to and kept it for our own. The right which should be bestowed on every single human with a beaten heart and with breath in their lungs has been used like a carrot on a stick to dangle infuriatingly in front of black and people of color. So why do many of us resist exercising the, that God-given right to finally make a stand for our fellow human beings and eradicate every inch of this form of being? Well, first and foremost, it's important to highlight that we cannot continue to divide the already divided. The world is so fucking angry right now, and rightfully so. And this is the most sensitive period of time in our history. So we must allow those who do not have the strength to fight another fight the opportunity to stay silent and muted. There is strength in words. Of course, there is strength in words. We've seen that. But there is equal strength in silence too, which is why I understand and I respect the muted movement that we're seeing in social media. Those who choose to remain muted may not have the mental or physical strength to speak out and be vocal, especially as we are still in the mixer of a world pandemic and on the brink of an economic collapse. People have lost family, they've lost friends, they've lost jobs and homes and more so. Their lives have never been such a, a melting pot when it comes to specifically mental health. So a lot of people don't have the fight within them right now, specifically for something so powerful and sensitive. Now this week we witnessed the Blackout Tuesday movement, which was that powerful that it rocked me to tears genuinely. It rocked me to tears. There was one particular moment where I did share a tear, but just seeing these black tiles, I felt united for once in a long, long time. Just seeing the world come together through every social media channel and outlet to fill the day with these black tiles using the hashtag de dedicated to the Blackout Tuesday. It was one of the most powerful protests that I've seen yet. But this in itself, as I know, is not enough. And as I say, I know that. We must allow those who feel like they cannot find the words the opportunity to show solidarity with their silence. Like I say, this is a time for unrelenting unity and we cannot continue to divide the already divided. Just this week on our Instagram, our London to Instagram, we had messages saying we should be using our platform to spread awareness on the situation right now. And to an extent, absolutely I agree and I understand but I also felt that we were being called out for not saying anything, and this is not the way. It's too easy to read a few quotes from those who have fought this fight before about not speaking out. There's loads of quotes from the likes of Gandhi and Martin Luther King, powerful people who have fought this fight before. People read them, and then they target the silent. 
the way this fight was fought before has led us to where we are now. So we have to find a different way. And to call people out for being silent is not the way. If ever there was a time to choose your battles, it is now. And the battle is not with those amongst us who are petrified or terrified of saying their own things and sounding privileged. It is with those who are proud of saying their own thing and who enforce and flex their white privilege. The truth is, I just needed time to grieve for the situation and for my fellow human being, George Floyd. And to take a breath to collect my thoughts on a world which is in complete disarray. If there is one thing that I've learned personally, it is if you speak and act in, heat, in the heat of the moment and you lead with anger and frustration, then that usually means that you've already lost the ability to communicate a valid and digestible opinion. Now that I've had time to process my thoughts, feelings and emotions in this situation, I feel like I do possess the strength to speak out, which is why I'm doing so in this podcast. I also speak for the silent amongst us who share my sentiments too. Now, I've spoken in depth with a number of friends about this subject this week, and every single person spoke with a passion and a desire to be better and do better. However, my friends are divided between being petrified of speaking out and saying their own things, which receives a backlash as it gives this perception of not caring, to friends who choose to speak out with good intentions and their words and actions only to receive a backlash and in some cases death threats. Again, this is not the way. Self-censorship, or censorship even, easy for me to say, it's not healthy. If someone wants, if someone won't voice their opinion and the fear of a backlash, then never, never, there's never going to be progression. There has to be a safe haven where they can talk about how they feel whilst being allowed to make mistakes in order to be educated and become better without being met with hate and anger. Love, peace, and unity will never enter a building which is being occupied by hate, anger, and division. Until they can be left at the door, then there's never going to be progression. Now, I will make mistakes. I'll admit I will make mistakes. But my intentions are and always will be good. Now, I accept that I have white privilege. And I want to learn how to utilize that in a positive way to make this world a more inclusive and beautiful place to live for my fellow black and people of color. I am sick of hate, anger, division, racism, sectarianism, and a world that has just lost all of its empathy and compassion. If I can play my part to remove any of that and make this world a better and fairer place for generations to come, then that is all I can hope for. Right now, we are facing the greatest virus in the history of our planet. And I'm not talking about the coronavirus. I'm talking about racism. Any virus that enters our body can be destroyed by our immune system and the antibodies that it creates. And racism is no different. This has to be cured from the absolute core of your being. And like the current pandemic, it has to be done collectively by the entire world. We must socially distance ourselves from ignorance and we must flatten the curve of discrimination. We all spoke of self-improvement throughout the stay-at-home movement. Yes, this may be to have learned new skills or try your hand at a new hobby. 
but the ultimate self-improvement should be how can I be a better human being? How can I be a better friend, neighbor, member of my community, or even a stranger on the street? We really must attract people. But it's, it's not too late. It's never too late. Now, I cannot apologize to black and people of color for what has come before me. But I can stand shoulder to shoulder with them to build a better present and future. And that is what I will do. First of all, we have to accept that being non-racist is not enough anymore. We have to be actively anti-racist. We have to call it out whenever we hear or see it happen in every single situation, whether it's a joke or maybe be perceived as a joke. It has to be called out. It can no longer be tolerated. We also have to accept that we are all conditioned to be racist, even if it lies in the deepest part of your subconscious. If you don't believe this, then ask yourself the following question. Would you trade places with a black person or a person of color tomorrow? For all the white people amongst us, my guess is that the vast majority of us would say no. Once you start to ask yourself why that is, then you can start to unlearn your learned thoughts, feelings, and emotions when it comes to black and people of color. There may be a feeling that we are too far gone, too far down the line. Racism is too deep-rooted and that individually and collectively, we don't harness enough power to make any form of change. So it's better just to accept it and continue our daily lives. The most common way to give up our power is to think that we don't have any. Individually and collectively, we have the unstoppable power and force to be the generation to bring systematic change and finally put an end to this shit. I can never even attempt to understand what it's like to be black or a person of color. But there are things that I can do to better myself. And the best way to do this is through education. People say we are not born racist. It is something that we are taught. I actually disagree with this. Yes, we are taught and conditioned every single day from the moment of developing child brains begin to absorb words and actions like a sponge. However, I believe racism is also deeply rooted, ingrained into our DNA. And the first thing we have to do is accept that it is in us all from day one. This deep-rooted DNA has allowed for moments of ignorance and tolerance of racism and casual conversations for even the most non-racist amongst us. Our deep-rooted DNA, deep DNA of racism comes from our ancestors. Like it or not, everything that came before us was touched, shaped, molded, built upon by racism in some way, shape, or form. I myself have been present in conversations when, and situations where racist jokes, as I say, have been taking place, and I have said and done nothing. I am part of the problem. And for that, I must and I will do better. Education and words are two of the biggest weapons we possess to fight racism. Poor education and a lack of words is what contributes to the amplification of racism. This situation forced me into my own personal reflection and my lack of education. And God, I have had a lack of education. I look at my own country. And for 43 years, I have viewed Scotland as an anomaly when it comes to racism. I see Scotland as one of the most inclusive countries in the world with a clean record when it comes to a racist past. It's taken me 33 years 
to be educated that Glasgow, for example, a city I grew up only a few miles away from, was built upon on racist slave trade money. I sat in history classes in a school just a hop, skip and a jump away and never did I ever hear anything of the murky past of one of Scotland's biggest and greatest cities. Glasgow was built predominantly by the money of the likes of Andrew Buchanan, John Glassford, Andrew Cochrane, and William Cunningham, Cunningham and Co., who were also known as the Tobacco Lords during the 1700s. The famous Merchant City is home to some of the trendiest bars and restaurants, which I've been to plenty of times, but without ever knowing that it was once where the Tobacco Lords would trade the likes of tobacco, sugar, and tea. Now, if you're unfamiliar, with the tobacco trade, back in the 1700s, then this was one, this was done um, via plantations in America, which were made up of black slaves who were bought and sold through Africa and the Caribbean. Glasgow, as we know it, was built with the dirty money of the slave trade in the plantations in America. This is absolutely mind-blowing. To just find that out, that one of the most important periods of my country's history is not readily available or taught in schools. This complete lack of education leads to poor understanding and a conscious ignorance to our past. To know why we have reached this point, we first have to know where we have come from. Now, knowing that my DNA and heritage is littered with these acts of horrific racism, it galvanizes me to be better than those who have come before me. It empowers me to make better choices and to take empathetic and compassionate actions for my fellow human beings. You could use this example of poor education right around the world when it comes to the likes of America with the Native Americans, Australia with the Aboriginals, and New Zealand with the Maoris. I was never taught anything about any of this, which leads to a complete lack of understanding or grasp of just what some race, religion, and cultures have been through. We have to start educating children with classes on compassion, empathy, and decency, as much as we educate them on math and language. We have to educate children of their horrible past and uncertain present to ensure a prosperous, inclusive, and united future. We have to educate children to judge their fellow humans by the love in their hearts, the message in their words, and the intent in their actions, and not by the color of their skin or the religion that they worship. If we do not change, then we continue to be complicit. If we choose to ignore, have intolerance, ignorance, or remain neutral, then we are complicit. When our grandchildren ask us, what were our words, actions, or thoughts throughout this time, which may be the most definitive time in the world's history, do you really want them to think that you are complicit? Now, whether you have a voice or outlet to express an opinion like I have chose to do, or you choose to stay muted and show solidarity and silence, or you take to the streets to protest, or you write letters to your government officials, or you sign petitions, or you choose to seek further education on the past, then you are no longer complicit. We have to educate ourselves, not only on our past, but also to the current laws, rules, and regulations. We have to understand the flaws and double standards, which further empowers 
those in charge and those who police our streets, who take the law into their own hands and continually evade justice through the loopholes. We must utilize our democratic right to vote for better laws, rules, and regulations. We must utilize our democratic right to vote for better people in charge. And I'm not just talking about the head of the table. I am talking about every cog in the wheel. I've been guilty of feeling like my voice and my vote carries no weight in the past. So I've never voted. But in truth, after educating myself, it is the most powerful opportunity that we all have to make any sort of a difference. So in future, I will utilize my right to vote. We have to sign petitions that will lead to seeking answers and justice being served. I signed a petition on change.org, which we started to raise the attention of Mayor Jacob Frey and DA Mike Freeman to demand that the officers involved in the assassination of George Floyd are charged. This is the perfect example of how we can make changes through collective voices channeled in the correct way using the correct mediums. Protesting is by far and away one of the most powerful tools in all of this. However, violent protesting, looting, and fighting violence with violence, in my opinion, is wrong and just adds fuel to the flames of hate and division. Violent opportunists who destroy and loot the businesses of those who we are trying to speak up for threaten to dilute the power and the message of those who protest. And it creates a vicious cycle, which becomes more and more layered, which then takes us further and further from a positive resolution. However, this is just my opinion. And this could be the perfect example of white privilege. And if you think I'm wrong, you think I need educated, then please. My thoughts, feelings, and actions aren't shaped in the same way as a black or person of color. I don't harbor that deep-rooted hate, anger, and frustration of being profiled, stereotyped, and looked down upon every single day or in every single situation. Shit, I can't even imagine I can't even begin to imagine the mental health implications that that must have when you have to go through that every day of your existence. So as much as I don't condone or agree with the violent protesting, I can understand why it's happening. And trying to understand the thoughts, feelings, actions, and emotions of black and people of color is a massive part of helping to end racism. What I will say, is there is so much opportunity, now more than ever. And we have to make sure that we do it in the most constructive and impactful ways. This cannot be a trending topic or social media trend now, only for us to be talking about something else next week. We cannot allow this opportunity to pass and for this energy and momentum to be wasted. The physical and mental pain of those suffering on the front line of the protests it can't be for nothing. This is something we can no longer lose focus or be distracted from. Collectively, we have the chance to create a better present and a peacefully united future, which the entire world craves now more than ever. I will never know how it feels to be black or a person of color. I will never know how it feels to be guilty until proven innocent in every situation. I will never know how it feels to be negatively profiled or stereotyped for the color of my skin.
I will never know how it feels to feel that helpless, angry, and frustrated that it takes over my entire soul and being because of the way that society judges me without knowing me. But I will do everything that I can to be better, to do better, and to help play my part to create a future that's inclusive for all my fellow black and people of color human beings. We must all do better. We must all be better. Black lives matter, and you better believe that I have your back. Rest in peace, George Floyd in America, Mark Duggan in England, Chico Bayo in Scotland, David Dungay in Australia, Adama Traore in France, and to all other black and people of color who have unlawfully lost their lives to the hands of those who are employed to serve and protect us. Together, we will breathe for you. I would like to thank my beautiful patrons, Stephanie, Taylor, and Annika, who continue to financially support this podcast through patreon.com. If you find value in these episodes, then it would make a massive difference if you were to become a patron too. To find out more about how to sign up and what benefits you can receive, then head to patreon.com forward slash Jamie's Wee Podcast. <laughs>